You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the It's Always Game Day in Kansas City podcast. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is Cody Tapp, along with our producer, Nick Schwert. We are high off that Thursday night football primetime win, you guys. 2-0 on the season, a huge win against our AFC West rivals. First one on Amazon Prime, by the way, Jeff Bezos in the house. How are we feeling, guys? Let's. We got to start with Bezos, right? We got to start with Bezos. Sitting I mean, next he, to Goodell. What were... It, it, you, has he what ever held a hand before? Did you see that photo? Like <laughs> Has he ever been in an NFL person. game? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. The wild Wait, thing really? about it is the when you watch the, the stats, it's like Jeff Bezos is actually worth more money than every NFL owner combined, and NFL owners are so rich. How is he worth more than all of them <laughs> combined? It was you know, kind of a weird thing. Isn't yeah. his girlfriend, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't his girlfriend Tony Gonzalez's ex- don't yeah. they have a kid together, or am I making that up? No, I believe that's correct. Which Wait, so that was like what? a weird intertwined thing tonight. Laura Sanchez is that her name? I think the word you're looking for is Eskimo brother, but yes, that that <laughs> is definitely what's going on here. <laughs> wow, and they were in the same building tonight. They were. I wonder if they cross paths. They have a kid together, I think. <laughs> I should check these things out before no, I, I think, say them I, on the podcast. I think you're right. Well, look, it was a completely different thing. Like we got. Herbert Mahomes like we wanted and there were some moments in that game that were Herbert and Mahomes but we also got the very first ever Amazon version of Thursday Night Football and by that that music I don't care what anybody says people hate new things that Thursday Night Music slaps that's oh. it's, it's a good that's a good theme song fire me absolutely. up absolutely absolutely you know what was puzzling to me well it wasn't puzzling it was just interesting in the moment in the first half when they had that the Chargers had that really close play on third down so they brought the yeah. chain gang out and I sat there and I thought to myself, you know, you've got a guy in Jeff Bezos who spent $11 billion so <laughs> that his company could provide to millions of people across the country access to a game on his streaming service for a sport that is still measuring first downs with chains, which were invented in 225 B.C., like we we are in the new age of football yet still using the chain gang, huh? That's just like one thing we're yeah. never going to kind of really advance. What, are we? What, what would be the alternative? Lasers or something? I don't know. A computer chip in the football. It can't be that crazy. <laughs> I know. He's We've out got here, the technology. He's out here sending like random dudes like Nick to the space. I think we could probably figure <laughs> out something that isn't some guy walking down 10 yards with a couple of chains put together on a stick. That feels like <laughs> it's like it's like the rest of society had existed. And then there's just still like one caveman, you know, like beating a woolly mammoth with a club. You're like, this can't be right. AK-47s are there. I'm like, why is he still beating this thing with a club? This yeah. can't make any sense. So, yeah, some version of it. But still, we got to feel good that the Chiefs 
despite a weird game in which they did not play well, still are in control of the AFC West because they beat the Chargers again. Things went weird. Things Hallelujah. didn't go well, Kayla, and they still beat the Chargers. Time still turns. The earth is this. Like, it didn't, like, nothing still changed in the large scheme of things. They're still the winners at, after all this. And Nick's laughing almost because I had predicted the Chiefs were just going to win the division. If they won this game tonight, I was declaring it dead, essentially. I feel pretty good about it now, although that game was weird. <laughs> it doesn't give me, some of the other parts of the game give me a little pause. Let me ask you guys this. The Chiefs won a massive game massive. against one of the best teams in the AFC. In terms of how you feel about the team, not their chances, not where they stand. They're 2-0. and I get all of that. Just in terms of the team itself, do you feel better about this team after the win? I'll go. Yes. Um, we knew this and the Bills were going to be their two toughest turtles the first six weeks. The fact that we have this under our belt, granted, yes, it was at home. So that obviously helped things. And without terrible, not terrible, but our offense was not what it was last week, obviously. So with playing the way we did and still getting the win against a very tough opponent, I feel a whole lot better. And I don't know if you guys remember, I said we would go five and one in those first six weeks. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking, still feeling pretty good about that. Good. Well, I mean, 10 days off before the Colts. I mean, that feels like a win. The Bucs don't quite look like murderers row yet. And the Raiders are in there. It doesn't seem as crazy now that we look at it. I feel better, Nick, but it's largely because anytime a team to me can prove that they can win in different ways, that's it. Mm -hmm. The defense struggled for the, a big chunk of this game tonight. We can talk about it, but there were times where you're like, every second and 10 ended up third and one. Then they just punch it over and get rolled over. And it seemed like, they were having the same problems I had last year, just running these like soft zones and Mike Williams was open all damn day and he had 122 yards and two and a half quarters. You're like, okay, well, I guess no pass rush and Mike Williams is going to kill you and no Keenan Allen and it's still a problem. But they won in a different way. I don't remember them winning a football game against this level of an opponent like this last year. When they started the season like this and there were problems, they lost all these games. Mm -hmm. They lost all these games last year when everything wasn't clicking offensively and the, and the struggles were there. But the defense kind of bared down at the right moment and the offense did enough to get by. And when they got a break and that interception got overturned, he marched down the field and scored a touchdown. Like, so they did the things you'd have to do in what is already a weird game. But the fact that they won it in a way I don't remember them winning a game last year does give me a little more confidence that they're, you know, that they still can be a new version of themselves that works even better. And we thought they were both in the Super Bowl, Nick. So, I mean, it's hard to feel way better, but there is certainly some part of that. My dad is listening because he literally just texted me. I don't know if you heard the ding. Oh, I did hear the ding. Don't forget to mention the great job that Matt Amendola did in the kicking game. Perfect on field goals and extra points. Okay. Thank you, Ken okay. Hiram. On, okay. Great point by your dad. We need to talk <laughs> about Matt Amendola. Just let's, let's just get this out of the way now. Yes. Were you guys convinced that he was making that field goal? God, no. No, no. I was no, scared. No, 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 no. <laughs> it almost got blocked. No. I know. I was nervous about that one. Weirdly, if they had been like, you know, we're going to let Justin do this one, I'd be like, okay, caught a break. <laughs> like, I was, of course, I was a little worried about it, weren't you? Amendola did fine. His reward will be being cut before the Colts came, but he did fine. And I'm related, okay with it. Is he related to Danny? I don't know. I mean, how many Amendola football players can there be? That's I don't true. Know. 
It's probably more than we think. It's going to turn out that's like Smith or something, and we just hadn't been paying attention. <laughs> that kick is going to get lost in the shuffle, so I'm glad we brought it up. But, like, you got a backup kicker out there, and I know it was a chip shot, but you had to have it. So. It was for the game. It was decidedly for the game. Like, I guess it's always, like, it. that's where you probably take for granted when you have, like, one of the best quarterbacks or one of the best kickers. Because the Chiefs have one of the best kickers in the NFL. So right. I don't sweat... 35 yarders very often. But in that moment, yeah, it was a bit nerve wracking. I was also convinced that if they had gotten that onside kick, the Chargers, Justin Herbert was going to win that game. I did not like if he got the ball, he'd have drug his limp body over the finish line somehow to do it. It was terrifying the idea that they might get that onside kick. So I guess kudos to Noah Gray for coming up at the bottom of the thing. I thought he might score a touchdown today. He didn't do that, but he at least sealed the game for the Chiefs. Okay, well, speaking of for the win, we have to talk about the defense. Chris Jones, Jalen Watson, what a game. I mean, let's discuss. How about well, that rookie? I, mean, I just can't get over th that. What a cool moment for him. You know, I we should have probably listened to the Chiefs continue to talk about this guy, but sometimes it's hard to believe, right? I mean, we talked about the Clyde earlier. They called him Brian Westbrook. So when they keep telling us, hey, it doesn't matter he's a seventh rounder, he doesn't play like a seventh rounder, or a month into training camp when Spags is like, don't forget about Jalen Watson when we're asking about Joshua Williams. He's the better of the two. He's better than Joshua Williams because of the way they play him, and he had the game-defining moment. They're sitting on the doorstep of putting that game away. He steps in front of a pass, gets a pick six, and the game is completely changed. To me, it's not even like putting it away that she said I had a chance, but that would have felt like the Chargers' winning moment. And instead, it was the Chiefs winning moment. And I'm sick of anybody who's slain, because it's those two guys. It's Jalen Watson and Chris Jones who won them that game in the second half. And I'm sick of anybody who keeps trying to pretend like Chris Jones isn't a star. There's people at our own station who do the like, well, you know, if he'd uh, play as well as he talked, stop. He's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. He showed it there again. He had two sacks. He had, he had the stop on third down against the yep. run where he completely ruined their entire offensive line. He's one of the best defensive players in the NFL. I, I'm more impressed with Jalen Watson because he's a rookie and he had he had a bigger role because McDuffie got hurt. But Chris Jones was a massive factor in that win. So Jalen Watson was a freaking seventh round pick. And when you when you draft seventh round picks, I don't know what the exact odds would be, but what would you say the chances are of most seventh round picks even making the active roster? 25% at a skill position, like a corner or say 25%. Those are already deep positions, Nick. I mean, if you draft a kicker in the seventh round, I guess 80% chance they make it. But that's corner? why that's, I mean, it's like, I'm not trying to minimize what Chris Jones did because you're right. He is a star. He was dominant in the second half of that game. But like the story of the game is Jalen Watson, a seventh round pick who wouldn't have even been playing if it weren't for the McDuffie injury. I don't even I, I don't I don't know if they said his name on the broadcast at one point up until that play. And to to pick that off and house it, which completely swung the game. Like that it either would have been the Chargers punch it in for a touchdown and probably win that game to all of a sudden, oh, now the Chiefs have their first lead of the game for a guy who nobody knew about, who nobody expected to make the roster. Like that was a career moment for that kid. That was so cool. Well, and he the, the worry into the game was, well, McDuffie's down, and now they're counting on a fourth and a seventh-round rookie. And it was Fenton who was getting beat all day because, you know, they just kept lining up Mike Williams on Fenton. They're like, well, you're much shorter and smaller, so we're just going to throw it at Mike Williams on you all day. 
But it wasn't Watson that was the problem all night. I mean, he gave up a couple of passes, but they're a high-powered offense. That's nothing crazy. But, I mean, a lot of this goes back to Brett Feach, who I was, and I still think, fairly critical of his drafting over the first couple of years in his career. But at the time, even, I made the point that GMs typically get better at it as they go. Look at the first two years of almost any GM's career. Even a guy that we think are good at drafting, like John Dorsey in Kansas City. His first couple of years stunk, too. But since then, I don't know, man. He's finding guys everywhere. These last two drafts, these last two drafts by Veach have been at least early returns on this one have been pretty damn good. Bolton making big tackles today. Karloftis is already a starter and looks the part. I know he didn't get a sack again, but again, he looks the part. He looks like a, he looks like an NFL caliber defensive end. Let's, let's figure out how many sacks he ends up with at the end of a year or somewhere, but he looks like an NFL caliber defensive end. So they didn't screw that up. And Jalen Watson's already playing for this team. Joshua Williams still gets time. It's not that he's never on the field. He was a fourth round guy. McDuffie was their starter before he got hurt in the last game. So it's like, and then we know, because we did the whole Creed is good thing. And uh, like everybody else who was in that draft with them, it seems like we're just kind of on a roll with that. But that that goes back to it. And honestly, where do you think this defense would be? Like this goes back to Veach too. We all thought that there was a chance that last year was the last year for Chris Jones. We all looked at a $27 million cap hit. We told ourselves, hmm, that might be it for Chris Jones, right? And they brought him back, and they brought Frank Clark back. But they they brought Chris Jones back, and it was the right decision. He's got another year on this contract. By the end of the year, they're going to have to have a conversation about whether they should give him more years. Well, in a, in a way, it's this. a contract year for him, right? Yes, because of how much he's owed and how much they can get in dead cap, yes. But also because I don't think the Chiefs would just play out the final year of his deal. I think either this offseason he will get an extension – or he will be playing on the last year of the Chiefs. And considering the impact he has, I don't think I'm in a real hurry to move on. Because the thing that needs to be mentioned about Chris Jones is that he is carrying that defensive line. And for him at the interior position to make those plays he did, like it's, I don't know if it's clutch or if it just took them a while to figure out how they were going to beat that, that Chargers offensive line. But that's the reason why he's one of the highest paid defensive players in the NFL. And that's the reason why I think the Chiefs are seriously going to have to consider you know, restructuring a deal to potentially bring him back and, and put a few more years on it. Because as of right now, there's a lot of nice pieces on the Chiefs defense, but he's the only star. And if that's the case at the end of the season, I don't know how you don't want to bring him back again next year. Speaking of bringing him back, we need to bring him on the pod. This is just reminding me once again. I'm going to put a bug in his ear. Yeah. Okay. Chris, he's always welcome here. Again, tell him about the snow cone. That would be a dynamic interview as well. Following the big win. That would be our first good get. Look, he's got a bunch of free time this weekend. Tell him we're free kind of whenever. What's he got going on? He's got <laughs> anything going on. Look, he's got no game on Sunday. He's They're a multi-millionaire gonna... football player. I would love to have him <laughs> on, but the the notion that he doesn't yes, have anything that. else going on, he could have any number of things going on. But Kayla, uh, that would be, be for our first guest. Well, maybe would... your dad, maybe your dad could be our first guest, and then Chris Jones <laughs> just, can be number two. Just to like warm us up. He could be our, you know, we don't want to like figure out we've never interviewed anyone together, and then all of a sudden. So, you know, he could be the first. But I, I'm fine with Chris Jones being the first one, too. But it sounds like your dad's ready to talk as well. Well, stay tuned. How's that for a tease? Kim would like love that. nothing more, by the way. 